This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Someday, 7.46 on your Monday morning. We put this time aside every week. He's a great guest. He is the editor of the National Review. Often his stuff is syndicated right here in the New York Post, Politico, NBC, all of it. He's my dear friend, Rich Lowry. Rich, happy President's Day, buddy. How are you? Same to you. Hey, nice Rangers comeback yesterday. That was awesome, wasn't it? Three goals in four minutes or whatever it was. I like pulling the the goal uh, early in the first power play. Very well done. It was well done. I'd like yeah, to congratulate job. you for what the Rangers do. Like, like <laughs> yeah, I have a lot to do with it sitting in my house in Rockaway. But but it was. It was a great comeback. And all their big guns scored. I mean, they got the uh, the fourth goal from Kreider, the game-tying mm-hmm. goal from Zabinijad, the game-winning goal in overtime from Panarin. He's having a great year. He's got 32 goals. So, yes, it was uh, a nice comeback. And the Rangers are right there with the Panthers and the Bruins atop the Eastern Conference. Today, though, is President's Day. I have a nice picture of me and Trump on my Instagram, on my Facebook page, and wishing uh, Mr. Trump, Mr. President Trump, a happy President's Day. And I'm quick to say that in my lifetime, and if God is good to me, I'll be 57 in April, that the best presidents, the best two-term president, Ronald Reagan, the best one-term president, Donald Trump, Trump may be the best ever. What about for you? In your lifetime, you have a guy that you would pick number one? I'm still I'm still a Reagan guy, but you know Washington and Lincoln they're, they're obviously they're giants. Those are the guys that the country might have collapsed or never come together without them. Especially Washington, just right at the beginning, it just his wisdom, um, his selflessness, his talents, uh, and his willingness and his, his knowledge that he was kind of setting the precedent for a lot of things, including you know uh, stepping aside after two terms, which FDR violated. Um, by the way, I wrote a column about FDR a week ago in 1944. It makes Joe Biden. He makes Joe Biden look like a you know a healthy spring chicken. The guy was dying. They didn't <laughs> tell anyone. I know. He didn't even tell Harry Truman he was dying. And he was a scumbag too. He uh, he knew full well the Jews were being exterminated in Germany and did mm-hmm. nothing about it. I mean, did nothing about it. So when people talk about FDR being this great president, I want to puke all over myself. So you're going Washington, Lincoln, and in the modern era, Reagan. Yeah, I mean, I think the country in the 1970s was just in a terrible place and you know we're about the same age i remember gas lines when i was growing up in virginia i remember my parents not being able to afford food and a little bit like what's happening now you know chicken was a was a treat you know you'd never have steak so they were they're kind of kennedy democrats and then they they migrated over they're just like this is insane we can't have this anymore we're republicans how would you categorize yourself i mean are you 
you were a, once a never-Trumper. You're still not a big Trump guy. You guys have a nice relationship and certainly respectful of each other, but you're still not a big Trump guy. Uh, how would you categorize yourself? Are you a Democrat, Republican, Independent? <laughs> what are you? I'm a conservative Republican who's, who's never going to be fully on board Trump. I'll defend him, as we do all the time, every week when he's, when he's attacked unfairly. Praise him when he does good stuff. But I'm not, um, you know, I'm not like your 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 friend, Mr. Bannon, who's who's in a, a different place. No, I, 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 I got it, but, but, but tell me Trump. why. What what is your big issue with Trump that you could never get there? I think it's the uh, the way he behaves. Um, you know, if if he were just um, uh, more, more statesmanlike, and, and I know there are upsides to the way he behaves. We've talked about that too. He scared people overseas, and that that's great. We we had a more more peaceful world than we when we do now. But if if he could just take it down, I don't know. You can argue about the notches, four or five notches. <laughs> you know, yeah, but, it's, it's but, yeah, yeah. but you know, I, I got to tell you, I was right with you, and uh, that's why I voted for Hillary back in 2016. That's why I fought vehemently with Bernard for a full year. And not to be disrespectful, but who cares? I mean, he's the president of the United States. His job is to keep us safe, and he did an amazing job. His job was to make sure your money was earning money in the bank, and he did that. I mean, this this idea that he's, you know, he's uh, he's bullish and he's nag- who cares? It has well, nothing to I mean, do with we- the job. Nothing. The idea that the president has to be eloquent is absolute myth. Well, just at, at the practical level, if he had taken it down some amount of notches, he would have won a twenty. He just would have won in 20. What, what, how do you know that? What if the election was rigged? No, I, I mean, I've talked to Republican congressmen say, I went to my district, and people say in in the suburbs, I'll vote for you, but I'm not voting for that guy. So then there's like a the House members outran Trump about four points, Republican House members in the suburbs because of that, and, and because of it, Trump Trump lost. No, listen, no, no, no I, I, I do know people that also were tired of Trump, and they were looking forward to the – you know, Biden talked about, you know, taking down the fever, taking down the thermometer. But mm-hmm. when you say take it down a couple of notches, give me something practical. What are you saying exactly? What What does he do exactly that that pisses you off? You know, it's and I'm not I'm not outraged by this stuff necessarily the way everyone else is. But, you know, dumping on East Baltimore, you know, it's it's. But East Baltimore it, but is what? an asshole. Wait, it is an yeah, asshole. Know, but but you say it and then people Half the country concludes, oh, this guy's a jerk and doesn't like but black people. But why? He's Baltimore. honest. I don't understand. He's on. If, if, if East Baltimore looked like Boca Raton, I'd say you've got an argument there. <laughs> it is an asshole. Is, there's, a cost, there's just a political cost to it. So you, you lose the presidency over it, and I don't think that's worth it. So I think it's worth it to lose. If you do big, substantive things, you know, yes, let's, let's take, take the risk to, to move the ball substantively. I just think uh, hurting yourself with people – over just comments, you know, on social media, there's no, there's no need to do it. There's just no need to do it. And I, I believe it, it hurt us big time at 20. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Uno. He's your numero uno. And now what? 
Now he's uh, he's murdered the rest of the Republican field. Nikki Haley was just on Fox and Friends. She looks and sounds like an idiot. He's going to kill her Saturday night in South Carolina. He's beating Biden by a ton of points in every poll. So are you telling me now that people are just overlooking all that nonsense you just talked about? They're just sick and tired of where the country is being run because if the answer is yes, then my original point is right. Mm-hmm. If they're coming back to him, then they're coming to the conclusion of, who cares about that other yeah, the, nonsense? The answer, the answer at the moment is yes. Uh, there's a Trump nostalgia based on policy, based on results. That's a great thing. We've talked about it a lot. If, you, if that holds true, he's going to win. And at the moment, I think he's going to win. But they have a lot of material to use against them. A lot of stuff's going to happen. Um, and I, I think it'll be a very close race where, again, a Trump that's a, a couple notches down would, would defeat Biden handily. But I think it's going to be a, a razor-thin race. You do think it's going to be very that's close. Right. That's where I am, Sid. I can't help it. Do you, yeah. And do you still feel like, that's okay, uh, you're a loud man, you're American. Uh, do you still feel like Joe Biden will be the candidate for sure? Yeah, I still just, you know, he's, he doesn't want to go anywhere. No one's going to convince him to go anywhere. There's no mechanism to make him go anywhere, and there's not any alternative. So I, I, I thought actually it was, it was a good idea for ABC to do that interview with Charlemagne, the guy that you, you uh, played a segment or two ago, because it does show, you know, what black voters are, are thinking. And but but his his uh, solution, we need more Kamala Harris. Come on. I mean, come right? on. So he's, he's absolutely right about Biden. But then he's wrong about Kamala Harris. And if, if both the president and the vice president are, are terrible, I just think you're you're stuck. Fair enough. Let's take a quick break. Uh, Rich Lowry, always honest and always terrific. So much going on around the world. Israel, Hamas, the north. They've taken it up a step. Russia actually takes over a huge city in Ukraine, so foreign policy now may be more important than ever. The great Rich Lowry with me, Sid, coming back right after this. Friends in the morning. Entertaining and informative. You're my best friend. 77 WABC.
Great Brian Adams, One Night Love Affair. Joe Abood on the discussion that Larry and I were just having about Donald Trump says the great, the best ever men's fashion designer, Joseph Abood. Here's the perfect analogy about leadership. Would you rather have a pilot who speaks nicely over the intercom or a man who can actually fly the plane? <laughs> Pretty good point. Uh, Rich, I want to get to some of the uh, foreign policy stuff that's going on right now. Russia yesterday overtook a uh, big-time city, Avdivka, in Ukraine. And, of course, Israel is battling Hamas. It has intensified in the north with Hezbollah quite a bit. So the world is basically on fire. And the Senate put together this ridiculous package, a 90-plus billion-dollar bill, of which another $60 billion to Ukraine, only $14 billion to Israel. The House tried to stand alone, $18 billion bill to Israel. Never even made it through the House. So right now there's basically no bills protecting anybody, including the border right here in the United States. What are your thoughts on that the last few weeks? Well, I think it, it, it all could pass. I mean, it all has majorities in the Senate and, and the House. If, if Speaker Johnson put the $90 billion on the floor, it would, it would pass. You know, not a lot of Republican votes, but some Republican votes and a lot of Democrats votes. But he doesn't want to do that because he doesn't, doesn't want to get Kevin mccarthy I support it all. I, I would support real um, border measures, you know, much sterner than, than was what in that, that was in that deal. I think Ukraine needs artillery shells. I think Israel needs help. I think Taiwan needs help and our defense industrial base, which is a disgrace. And we'll basically run out of missiles in a week, if we ever, God forbid, get in a war with China, needs to be buttressed in, in keeping with our uh, our status as, you know, <laughs> in a really important global power. So uh, I like it all, but the question is how to get it through the House, and I'm not sure that Johnson's going to unlock that box. I don't think he's going to unlock that box either. I think he's, look, he's under a lot of pressure. I think it's the same guys that ousted Kevin McCarthy, the same guys, and girl, my friend Nancy, that uh, didn't want any part of Scalise, or Jordan for that matter. Mm-hmm. I think this guy's having the same or going through the same amount of pressure yep. from the same folks who basically run that thing. It's like eight of them, they run that thing. Yep. Yeah, you know, I think it played it played some role in the, the New York special election. Not a lot, but just like sort of a chaotic look. And I just think it was stupid to, to shoot Kevin McCarthy in the back of the head. He's a deaf tactician and an operator and, and likes raising money and is really good at it. And you shoot that guy in the back of the head, you know, yeah. and, uh, and Johnson's a, a nice and a good guy, but it was, it's just a really, really hard job. Um, so if they lose the house, I think having ousted McCarthy would probably have um, a pretty significant role in it. What'd you think of that and, whole race last week where once again, Mozzie Pillip lost and lost pretty convincingly too. I mean, I had, mm-hmm. uh, she was on election day and Peter King was on election day and Curtis Sliwa was on the day before and they were all very confident she was going to win and she didn't really even come close. Actually yeah, led to a, it. Uh, it was a good back and forth on this radio show when Vicky Palladino called in, uh, surprised. She was not booked as a guest and she called in to talk to Peter King on body. It made for great radio, but mm-hmm. tensions were, were high in Queens. Tensions were high on Long Island. And in the end, Pillip did not get the win. What are your thoughts on that race? So, and you, hats off, Sid. You're right yet again. You, you called it. I agreed with you. So we were both right, but I was, I was uh, bringing up the, the tale there. Um, I think it goes to a problem that we've kind of Republicans have lost high propensity suburban voters who vote a lot. They're going to turn out in these sort of elections. And the kind of voters we've picked up, you know, kind of work, working class Trump voters, they'll come out for Trump. You know, but they won't necessarily come out for anyone else. Right. So that's why, you know, I think Trump Trump uh, can can win this this November. I mean, it'll be just massive turnout, massive. But we, we've seen this pattern of, of losing that kind of seat kind of over over and over again now. 
One more on uh, Trump. We'll let you run. Another great conversation, Rich. You really are tremendous. Uh, Nikki Haley has 9,000 complaints about Trump. That's why she's still in the mm-hmm. race. She's basically like a surrogate for Joe Biden at this point. She replaced that fat, stupid Chris Christie. So, uh, so <laughs> she, she's waiting for Donald Trump to come out and say, Putin killed Navalny, which mm-hmm. we all know right. is true. I mean, it's the most obvious. They came out the other day, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, like they were Sherlock Holmes, like they figured out, you know, the, the crime <laughs> of the century, these morons. So she's like, Trump has to say something. My question to you is, does he? I, I think he should. I mean, I, I mean, this is, even Tucker Carlson's like this. This is appalling. But you know, Nikki, she's she's become a protest candidate, and I'm not sure what the play is. You know, I I kind of thought another thing I was wrong about. I thought she'd kind of get out before South Carolina before the humiliation. But she's become a protest candidate. She's going to stay in in the hopes that one, you know, lightning strikes and Trump, you know, golf cart is taken out. <laughs> and, and, but she's not. Even if that happened, you know, God forbid. She's not going to be the nominee. I mean, there are no Trump delegates who are going to vote for her. She couldn't unite the party. And also, this play isn't going to help her in 28. So I think it's it's a kind of I told you so play. If Trump loses in November, she can say I told you so, but that's not going to get her anything. Yeah, but look, you just said it. I mean, the whole idea is pave a way. I mean, I think DeSantis was getting dangerously close to what you're talking about, falling apart and disappearing. But when he mm-hmm. gets out right away after Iowa and Donald Trump says nice things, now when you look ahead towards 2028, DeSantis, yep. I think, is in play again with guys like Youngkin and others. She really is destroying mm-hmm. her future in this party. Yeah, I mean, maybe she just has realized she doesn't have a future in the party. But you're right, DeSantis, you know, he, his favorable state stayed pretty high the whole time, you know, and that, that, that bodes well for 28. I still think it's going to be hard for him. In 28, there's no time, no way he's going to be as big as he was during during COVID, and, and this presidential campaign is going to going to leave a mark, and a lot of stuff's going to happen, right? We're going to have a Veep nominee, we might have a, a Republican vice president if Trump wins. There'll, there'll be new players, and and I think you know this this field will look like the, the field in 2016 does now. You know, people who just are yesterday's news. Who do you think uh, on the way out here is uh, an up and comer on both sides? I just mentioned Youngkin, obviously out of Virginia. Uh, I don't know if it's JD Vance. I don't know who, who is uh, who is an up and comer in each party. Looking forward towards 2028. I think Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, I think I think there's a chance that she she could be tapped as as Veep. JD Vance, obviously hugely a- ambitious. Um, and uh, on, on the other side, I'm not sure who's, I, you know, governors or someone. Gavin, I guess clearly Gavin, right? Ga- Gavin will run with bells on in, in 28. He's probably the only one. You're right. Well, Rich, as always, buddy, great job. Thank you right. so much. It, Have a great week. Take care. You too. Day. That's uh, the great editor of the National Review. He's here every Monday morning. Does a terrific job. My friend, Rich Lowry.